0: Welcome to the UMS Sound of Movement podcast. Today we are diving deep into training splits and we wanna teach you specifically how to fit your skills masterclasses into a full weekly training split for best results. You're gonna wanna stick around for this one.
1: Good morning, everybody. Uh, we are absolutely stoked to be doing this series because it's very, very specific to a lot of questions we've been asked from our tribe, how to fit skills training into their regular training splits. For those of you who've been following us for a while, you know we've got a bunch of master classes, they're epic courses, but we want you guys to learn how <coughs> to fit them into a full training split because they're specific for a skill. Now, before we get started, this series is brought to you by our epic 12 days of Christmas sale. I want you guys to remember until the 24th December, Christmas Eve, when you join UMS Online Coaching, you get every one of our masterclasses included in the regular monthly subscription fee. That's an additional $2,000 US of UMS Masterclass value. So guys, if you've ever wanted to unlock your backbridge, splits and pancake the right way, you got the Flexibility Masterclass. If you've ever wanted to learn form, uh, perfect form chin-ups and balance your upper body, we got the Chin Up Masterclass. You can level up from pull ups to strict muscle ups. Um, You can do our gymnastics rings masterclass, learn the handstand in a balanced and sustainable way with the handstand masterclass. And you can do insanely impressive press to handstands with the press to handstand masterclass. It's all there. So guys, jump in. Now today we are going deep in how to extra stretching into your routine. And this is a passion project for Rad, something he's been putting a lot of his effort into, a lot of his study, a lot of his research. He's trained with some of the best coaches around the world. So strap yourself in. Now the way this is going to go, first of all, we want to talk about, because we know a lot of people don't stick around to the end. And the most important thing is we want you guys to be able to stretch without injuring yourself. We've had a lot of people join our community over 2020. One of the I'd say one of the most consistent themes has been overstretching. Would you agree, Rad?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, People, people, a, a lot of people, and this is really great, a lot of people come into our ecosystem uh, from watching our YouTube content. And our YouTube content is like as best as we can put it. We put um, workouts up there or routines or, or little hacks or skills or things that you can add to your training. But it's very hard to put a full program up there. People do it, people construct full programs by grabbing all different pieces of the, the YouTube channel. And if you put work in and you go back through all the different videos we've done, you can certainly do that. But of course, we can't put that through. The, 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 the videos would just be hours and hours long. It'd be ridiculous, no one would watch them. Uh, And we get a lot of people who take one little component of especially a stretching routine like our middle splits video that's gone out now and then they just put that on auto repeat and uh, and overdo it and it can really, really Uh, hurt themselves so that's what we're going to focus on first today then we're going to talk about um, you know why we believe our UMS Flexibility Masterclass is the better way to train for flexibility Uh, we're going to talk about the why how and what and then we're going to bring this in for a landing with exactly how to fit it into your training split uh, specifically back bridge training middle splits training and pancake training so make sure you stick around to the end the biggest gold nuggets will probably be at the start and the end all right First and foremost, we need to have the load management discussion. I would love Phil to be here for this because this is his baby, but uh, he's not back until the end of the week. He will be back. He'll be back for next week's podcasts. Uh, But let's, let's frame load management and injury risks first. Rad, well, I mean look
0: there's a, there's a lot to talk about right and i think the i think when you talk load management is that you the, the, the first thing that for you have stretching to, specifically for stretching yeah. specifically you have to understand that stretching flexibility training I, I i prefer to call it flexibility training than stretching stretching is um something that people associate with they resonate with they understand the term stretching but stretching to me it usually means like the classic get into a position, take your muscles to their, or take your joint to their full range of motion, so you lengthen the muscle and then hold it for 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever it is. It has its place, but it's a small place in the way that we do things. And there's many, many reasons why, which we won't go into now because that's not what we're talking about. So, um, But when you do flexibility training, flexibility is a load. It's a load just like doing uh, weightlifting or just like doing calisthenics or just like running or just like working as a laborer. you know. And any load, Um, put stress on the body and you have what's called load tolerance which means you can handle a certain amount of it Um, and if you get it wrong which is what most people do they overdo it and um, injure themselves and at best maybe you don't injure yourself but you just become chronically fatigued and you got to take a couple of days off so It it takes time, you know, Um, I think one of the biggest, I mean, it's it's the biggest issue with anything, right? Like, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Imagine you said to yourself one day, I want to go, I want to learn how to code. I want to write computer programs. And you tried to teach yourself how to code by watching YouTube videos and, um, you know, just trying to use Dr. Google to figure out how to code. I've never learnt to code before, but I can't imagine you'd
1: be a very good coder. I I tried recently. I bought my my son a a toy robot that you could put (laughs) basic code into, and uh, yeah, it's not easy. And maybe somebody. (laughs) And I tried doing it on Google. And maybe somebody (laughs) will say, I taught myself
0: how to code. Uh, I'd still argue that if you went and did a TAFE in Australia, we call it TAFE. That's um, that that's like uh, not not university, it's like after school sort of uh, after work teaching and, and stuff. Maybe if you did a TAFE course, I'd argue that you'd learn how to code a lot better. Now the same thing's gonna happen with flexibility and, uh, and and strength training. So when you when you when you the problem is this this is where I'm going with this whole story, is that when you when you use Doctor Google, when you use YouTube, um, you know, us as coaches, when we do a ten minute YouTube video, it's like here how to get the front splits and here's a good routine for you but you don't understand how much of it you should do. You don't understand what's right for your body. You don't understand is this an advanced beginner or an intermediate routine. You don't understand where you are on that process. And it's and it's only a small it's it's a small piece of the puzzle. You know, yep. um, and so yeah, people people really get this wrong by just looking at what other people are doing and saying, I'm going to try that. And, and yeah, the load is just, it's not right.
1: Well, this is the thing, and, and just very quickly, for those of you who d- haven't heard the load management, load capacity discussion, we, we use an analogy that we learned from Phil, our resident physiotherapist. Load is like, yeah, um, you know, your body has a cup and every time you stimulate the body with either stretching or strength training or or cardio, any any sort of stimulus like that, that's physically physical stimulus on the body, on the joints, on the connective Tissues, all of that, you're, you're putting water into your cup, and your load capacity is how big the cup is, how much you can take in that cup before it overflows. When it overflows, you have overtrained and injured something. And so. The first thing that Rad just said there, that everyone needs to understand here, is that um, stretching and flexibility training is load to the body. And a lot of people don't consider it like that. It's, you know, um, stretching has always been sort of, there's a notion that stretching is this Zen moment where it's like relaxing the muscles and relaxing the body. And, you know, that's just not how we develop flexibility. And none of our training programs for flexibility are Zen moments. You know, it's (coughs) mobility maybe is a little bit where we're just nicely, gently taking our body through full range of movement but it's yeah, it's yeah, not still. a zen moment you know so the the next thing we want to talk about is that the, the most imp- like uh, after you understand that 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 stretching is a load and when you're stimulating the body you are filling your cup up and at some point if you keep going without the right programming strategy you will overflow that cup uh we want to start talking about okay so what is the optimal training dosage uh frequencies and intensities for stretching and of course intensity varies depending on your load capacity and how new you are to stretching. But the frequency initially and the dosage can certainly be determined based on where you're at. And of course, these things also increase as your load capacity increases, you can stretch more frequently, but there are certain Parts of stretching or flexibility training, like the middle splits, for instance, that is not what you think, you know, a lot of flexibility is like, okay, just get in the position as frequently as you can. Yeah. But we found over the last decade that uh, p- th- there are certain areas of the body that do not like to be hit with a lot of stimulus, lots. And, and, uh, and it was actually really probably reducing the amount of frequency and dosage that got us better results right why don't you share that story absolutely
0: when i started you know i made a decision that i was going to get flexible about i think it was about five or six years ago now i was either 35 or i was either 36 or 37. um and i made a decision i was really really sick and tired of not getting flexible, but the truth is I never really was consistent with flexibility training ever. So I made the decision, I said, all right, I'm going to do it and I started stretching every day. And my first benchmark for me was to be able to do the middle splits. I just really, really wanted to be able to do the middle splits. It was a dream that I'd had when I was young, probably from watching too many Van Damme movies. And so I really doubled, like I was doing other stretching, but I doubled down on that middle splits and I was getting injured a lot. Um, I was getting a lot of minor muscle tears that would mean that I couldn't stretch properly for two, three, sometimes five or six weeks. And um, eventually it was when I backed off the, because I was doing it five days a week, sometimes six, and it, was, it wasn't until I backed off the volume um, the frequency that I actually had a massive breakthrough and got right down into the middle splits. And then as I started working with um, coaches that are, know more about flexibility than I do, um, which is what you should be doing, you should be working with people that know more about the thing that you want to be able to do than you do. And um, you know. so the, the coach that had the biggest impact on my flexibility training, Yoa Kim, um he uh yeah he got me doing middle splits even less than i was doing back then
1: which was once a week and yeah. th- and that was when i had my biggest level up yeah i, ha- I and i experienced this to a s- slightly different degree but when i took time off my stretching i i yeah, i was banging well. away banging away banging away and i didn't feel like i was making any progress and for me my benchmark at this point was the pancake and then I took some time off and came back to it, maybe three weeks later after doing nothing at all. And I got further than I'd, I've ever been before. And, and I was and by a long way, like it yep. was like a breakthrough moment, yep. you know? And I was like, wow, like you really do need to periodize your, your uh, flexibility training and do it properly. And the reason is because, and I wanna emphasize this, the, the 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 principles of strength and conditioning and, and, and sports exercise science like progressive overload and supercompensation, compensation referring to the you know, the recovery curve. After stimulus, after a bout of stimulus, after a training session, uh, how your body is—you know—first of all, sort of damaged to a degree. There's 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 um, damage to the tissues through because of the stimulus, and then how the body recovers from that and uh, becomes better than it was before. And if you get the dosage right, the frequency right, and uh, and the intensity right, you will continue to make gains. If you stuff it up, you tend to not, and you and you can even go backwards. Um, these things are very very important and they're very very important in a program so from there i want to quickly transition uh, um to you know the why how and what of our program so that we can teach you guys how we do it. And maybe you can deploy that into your own training if you don't have one of our programs. The other thing I, di- I do want to point out here is that if there is anyone who wants to learn a skill that's beyond or outside of our masterclasses, we call a masterclass and it's very skill specific. Uh, if you want to learn, if you've got something else you want to learn, let us know. Jump over into the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group and ask the question. Jump onto the live stream and ask the question, what is uh, the skill that you're trying to unlock? And we'll, sh- we'll, we'll help you uh at the end uh of the stream uh how to fit that into your training split we'll tell you what day it would work best on okay and why so this is the first um reason why our ums um movement masterminds we believe are the better way to train because we do factor in how to fit this into a specific day and the key difference is that it's never just the skill that we put into the masterclass; it's a complete workout so you're always training in balance and this is key remember we always talk about Um, our general preparations phase we call it our foundations phase where we're balancing limb symmetry from left to right side but we're also balancing uh, obviously strength and flexibility but the most important is agonist antagonist muscle groups every joint has opposing muscle systems and those systems need to have a balance that creates both a symbiotic relationship but also joint integrity you know, it's, it's what in, in engineering, I, I was an engineer before I was a personal trainer, it's what's referred to as a force coupling, where you've got force being produced on both sides of a, a joint, a fulcrum point, that creates stability. If there's more force on one side, the obvious um, outcome is that it's going to pull more excessive load on one side and it creates instability. And so when you're doing a skill, uh, it might be a handstand, which Uh, really emphasizes elevating the shoulders, elevating the scapula, then you need to pair it with a movement that depresses the shoulders, depresses the scapula. We use the L-sit for instance. Uh, And you need to think about that all the time. If you're learning to do a chin up, then you also have to be balancing it with shoulder pressing movements because you're doing a vertical pull, you wanna balance that with a vertical push. And the moment that you start to run towards your skill without doing that balance, you start to really, really affect the balance and symbiosis of that joint. So let's, let, let, that is the first why to our masterclasses. Why is it the better way to train? We take every consideration to keep you training in balance. Uh, why don't we talk about how it works, just from a program structure, you know?
0: Yeah, well, look, the flexibility masterclass is really the culmination of um, five or six years of my own research into flexibility training. And it, you know, uh, we originally created the mobility masterclass, but I learned a lot more since creating that course. So it, we felt the need to, to, to create something that was much more current because, you know, the mobility masterclass got me to a certain point and I, I wasn't getting any further. And then it wasn't until I learned uh, more techniques. And, the, and the, biggest, the, the biggest changes, in all honesty, between the mobility masterclass and the flexibility masterclass is that. Uh, One, it was end range strength that I really started to understand the importance of not just creating flexibility through the um, uh, agonist, so the muscle that you're trying to um, make more flexible. So for example, in a pancake or a standing pike where you're reaching down for your toes, that's your hamstrings and your glutes and your posterior chain. But also creating strength in the end range of your hip flexors. In that example, so meaning you you go to your full range of motion and you create strength there. So um, that was that was one of the big things that uh, that I learned about over the years. And the other the other one was is the reduction in volume. When I looked back at the flexibility at the mobility masterclass, which was our original um, you know masterclass for developing flexibility. Um, I the volume was just so high compared to what I was doing and I learned to get better results from reducing the volume and that isn't just from a perspective of getting better results it also came from a from a perspective of what fits into people's lives better because mm. when i looked at that mobility masterclass man they were long workouts yeah. and they got a good they did get a good result for people and they got a great result for us but it came from a time when i didn't understand volume and it came from a time when i i, I knew a whole bunch of different things and i was like man i'm going for it on this you know i'm going to create everything in just
1: going to put everything in, put yeah.
0: everything in and, they, and the workouts took a took, took a long time to get yeah. done like some of those workouts took on their own, without doing it with anything, else, like, well, over an hour to do. Yeah, um, which is a lot of time to commit to just flexibility training. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, um, how does it work? It's the it's the right amount of dosage on the right things. So, and it is the it, it's the combination of um, of active uh, flexibility, meaning that you aren't uh, passive. Your muscles aren't relaxed. Your muscles are. uh uh, contracting during the movement either isometrically or eccentrically um then it's also using end range strength which i just explained before um and it's also just the dosage the amount that we get right where you you know you have at least uh, a couple of days to recover from the same muscle group before you do it again some things like the middle splits only get done once a week Um, and also i wrote it all in a way that you can do the whole thing monday to friday Um, you don't need to you don't need to train on Saturdays uh, and Sundays to, to get a great result with it. Yep. Um, and also wrote it in a way that really fits in with the UMS program, yep. uh, which is the better way to train, without yep. a doubt. So. Yeah.
1: And so then finally, before we get on to exactly how to fit flexibility training uh, into your weekly training split, what results can people expect with the Flexibility Masterclass? So you
0: can expect to unlock things like the standing and seated pike, um, your front splits and pancake, uh, middle splits, back bridge, and also uh, really good shoulder flexibility. So shoulder flexion, which is where your arms come up above your head, um, like in a handstand position, that's called shoulder flexion, and shoulder extension, which is where your arms go back behind you and beside you. Um, in something like a V sit, um, you can also we also work on internal and external rotation of the shoulders and a little bit of hip um, external rotation. Uh, not a lot, um, but there is definitely hip external rotation in there. Um, so, so essentially, it, it, it unlocks the whole body. <coughs> <coughs> it, yeah, it, it, it it's all it, the it's the. Basic movements for gymnastics. Yeah. Um, in, in gymnastics, they have these. Are, these are things called basic skills. You know, being able to do a pancake, being able, which is all the stuff that you need. To do in order to be able to do all of the cool stuff in gymnastics yep. and
1: even soft acrobatics, martial arts, dance, yoga.
0: We've got people that have done yoga. Surprisingly, Look,
1: it complements that- everything. It yep. complements everything. Like I've, I don't care about gymnastics that much. Uh, I do like to be able to do a nice press to handstand and a few show-off skills. But for me, it's about performance and how my body feels, and I want to be able to hit a dead. Uh, bottom position in a heavy squat and not hurt myself uh, and that's what it's done for me it's yeah. unlocked my body's ability to do all of the things I like to do with much less risk of injury which I really really enjoy and I just generally feel better now there's also really really compelling evidence now to indicate that there is a direct correlation between <coughs> morbidity and mobility Yep. Meaning that if you are stiff, you are far less likely to live a long, healthy life mm-hmm. because the risk of injury and bone fracture increases exponentially as you age, mm. uh, and you don't survive falls. You know, you, you you fall over, hurt yourself, and then you have a rapid decline in overall health. Well, so-
0: I'm hang on. Well, well, I'm different to that. I, I do want to unlock gymnastic skills. That is important for me. I like the pursuit of. Um, uh, soft acrobatics, when I say soft acrobatics, I mean not, um, I don't really jump off the ground anymore. I, as I get older, there's just too much impact involved in that. But I like being able to do cartwheels and, you know, um, sort of capoeira style um, acrobatics on the ground where your body never completely leaves the ground. And, you know, when you have Good flexibility, I'd actually, I'll rephrase that. If you don't have good flexibility, that stuff's impossible. Forget it. You'll never do it. Yep. Uh, and if you do, you're going to run a, a very high risk of injury and eventually you will get injured. Um, so that's really important for me and that's why I started doing this stuff. What about you, Richie? What have, what have you noticed? Um, and, and why do you now incorporate the flexibility masterclass in your training? Um, so uh, just like you guys were saying before, you can hit the bottom of... And ranges and not feel like you're at risk of being injured. You know, um, getting down to a deep range squat, bending over to do deep remaining um, deadlifts. Um, yeah, just overall feeling a lot better. Shoulder pressing, pressing, yep. things like Shoulder that. Shoulder pressing has yeah.
1: never been an issue for me, but like,
0: like being on my wrists for handstands. That's that's a big one. Yep. Um, I guess shoulders with handstands as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, because Richie was somebody that never used to do flexibility yeah. training at all, and he he inc- adopted the flexibility masterclasses into his um, training routines, and and I've seen his capabilities just exponentially increase. You know, um, Richard's somebody that doesn't um, definitely doesn't care as much about calisthenics as uh, as I do, but I've seen him be able to do a um, you know a mediocre press to handstand like. Yep. um which is sp- pretty amazing still you know anybody yep. that's ever tried to press to
1: handstand if you can do any kind of press to handstand at all it's a pretty impressive thing <clears throat> absolutely and it's just also about it's it's also really beneficial to be able to recruit muscle fiber uh, it it uh it's been there's been a couple of interesting studies that have come <coughs> out recently to say that even bodybuilders would um uh, benefit from accessing more range because you're accessing more muscle fiber, and you can hypertrophy better. So yeah, that's right. Now yep. the important part is putting it into a training split, and yep. this is very, very important to understand because we. This is what this is the. the I guess the secret source behind the UMS, the way we factor and consider stretches and strength training, and uh, we do it in a way very carefully to not compromise one another. So we actually, we actually. Uh, maximize the benefits from stretching by stretching when the body is warmed up and also when the central nervous system is fatigued. Uh, We we put our workouts together at a one-to-one ratio, so your strength training and then stretching when most people would usually be recovering. And that amplifies the results from the stretching because when the central nervous system is fatigued from the lifting, from the weightlifting, then you can access more range of movement because it's the central nervous system that's inhibiting the range of movement. It's not the muscle fiber itself. And if you need to go deeper into that, we've got heaps of great podcasts (coughs) talking about the mechanisms of flexibility and uh, the mechanisms of flexibility training. But what you really just need to understand for this discussion now is that the body, the muscle fibers can stretch or contract. They can lengthen or shorten. Uh, It's the brain and the central nervous system that inhibits that movement or that response from occurring. And it's usually due to a lack of stability, a lack of strength, and a lack of uh, confidence that that occurs. So the, the mechanism of getting more flexible is actually delaying the brain's inhibition from occurring so that you can access deeper and deeper ranges. Now, when you do it when the when the central nervous system is fatigued, you kind of hack the system to a degree. But there is something that has to be considered, and that is that you cannot stretch and strengthen the same muscle at the same workout, in the same workout, unless you stretch after your training, which is very inefficient. Uh, you can do it and it's effective but it's very inefficient it, well, it lengthens the, the workout duration exponentially
0: well we should clarify that because um what you've said is only partially true it's just that we have been hammering this message home for so long that, that we've maybe forgotten what's really going on here you absolutely can stretch the same muscle group that you strength train in the same workout but it comes at the cost of strength Yep. You will not be able to produce the same amount of strength. Like if you're squatting and in between sets you're doing hamstring stretches, that it's a, it's a contradictory um, message to be sent through the nervous system. And it also it increases your risk of injury because as you stretch, you tell the nervous system that it's time to relax and let go. And then you try to squat. And if you try to then create strength, you just won't be able to create the same amount. But that said, I've been told that the science and the research shows that that is actually the best way to increase flexibility is to, str- is to stretch, create a new range, and then strengthen that new range but you will not produce the same amount of strength. And so we make the distinction to say, what we're doing is making people stronger and more flexible at the same time. So we're going against what most people do here and we produce exceptional results with it. So I just wanna make that distinction because if somebody might say, oh, but I've read this and that. Maybe you have, but there's there's the research and then there's the practical application of it. And how long have you got to train? Because if you follow the research and you do exactly what the research says, man, you're gonna be training for a long time. Time.
1: Well, we've, so, do- we've mm. done it. We've tried to yeah. do it, and it's it means that you're training for three hours a day yeah. minimum yeah. to gain both strength and flexibility. But
0: le- let's get into this now. We'll talk about how you fit. So you've got the flexibility masterclass phase one. You've got your UMS uh, um, program. Your and you're looking at how do I fit this together? How do I put it all into the the workout? So. If you have a look at the Flexibility Masterclass, you'll notice that what I've done is with the splits, it's exactly the same as what the, as the flexibility training that's done with the UMS is, which is that on Monday and Thursday, you're, you're training pike, pancake, and front splits. They're all lower body movements, and that is Monday and Thursday in the UMS. Those are your bent arm strength days. Those are the days that you're doing bent arm strength. For uh, Wednesday, sorry, for Tuesday, we've got the back bridge and shoulder flexion or uh shoulder sorry back bridge shoulder flexion and shoulder internal rotation tuesday is your squat day in the ums meaning you're strength training the squat lower body but you're doing flexibility training for the shoulders wednesday we have the middle splits now if you're on foundations wednesday is a rest day but if you're on progressions wednesday is straight arm scapular strength day so Either way, it works. Either way, you can just do the middle splits workout in foundations and do it on its own. That'd be a really nice day to recover. You know, you wouldn't have to be worrying about trying to get so much done. If you're in progressions, um, then yeah, you do it uh, with your straight arm scapular strength, which is upper body strength. And then we've got Friday. We've already spoken about Thursday. Friday is shoulder extension, external rotation, and also hip external rotation, Um, and that is Friday is the deadlift day in the UMS. So that's, uh, you're doing lower body strength and upper body flexibility. So how does it work? Um, basically the way you do it is, you, 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 you still do set for set. So you still do with your, with the UMS program, you've got your A1, so on Monday, for, let's just talk about Monday's workout. Monday arm strength, you've got A1 and A2 is a vertical push and vertical pull. So, or I think it's actually vertical pull is A1 and A2 is vertical push. So you do one set of your A1, your vertical pull, and then during the rest period before you do your vertical push, you do one set of the A1 for the flexibility, which is the Jefferson curl. Now you'll notice when you look um, this is this is getting into what I what I want to say to start with is What I'm starting to talk about now, this is going to confuse a lot of people, which is exactly why we say when you're doing the foundations phase of the UMS, you should not focus on adding master classes. You should focus only on the program itself because just understanding how to read a program is hard enough. But you'll notice in the UMS, everything is paired, meaning A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2. What that means is that you do one set of A1, then you rest the prescribed amount of time, and then you do one set of A2, and then you repeat until the total sets are done. So in the foundations phase one, I think the total sets are either three or four. When you look at the flexibility masterclass, you'll notice there is no A1 and A2. It's A1, B1, C1, D1, E1, F1, which means you do all of A1 before you move on to B1. That's, that's how programs are written. So in this case, it says three times five Jefferson curl. That means three sets of five reps. So what you do is your UMS program, your vertical pull A1, you do one set, and then during the rest, you do one set of the Jefferson curl, A1. Then you go to A2 for the UMS, you do one set of the vertical push, so your shoulder press, then you do another set of the A1 of the Jefferson curl. So now you've done two sets of the Jefferson curl. Then you go back to your A1 of the UMS, which is your vertical pull, you do one set, and then you do your third and final set of the Jefferson curl. Then you go to A2 of the UMS, which is your vertical push, and you now move on to B1, in the, in the uh, Flexibility Masterclass, which is the standing hamstring stretch with yoga block. And you do your one set of that, then you go back to A1 of the UMS, which is the vertical pull. You do your uh, third set now, and then you do back to the B1 of the Flexibility Masterclass. So what you're basically doing is, you're just going back and forth between each movement, until you've completed the the prescribed amount of sets and then you move on to the next thing. Now you're going to move on to the second flexibility masterclass exercise before you move on to the second sets of the UMS. That's just the way that it is. And this is why, guys, this is why we say, save this until you get into the progressions program because it's just too much to think about. And I'll tell you right now, that the flexibility training that is within the UMS the foundations phase is more than enough to achieve the initial result which is why we say these things are called master classes yeah. these are we're talking about master classes of handstands muscle
1: ups press to handstands splits like this is advanced stuff yeah. you know and and th- what what <coughs> rads saying there every single strength movement in the UMS is paired with its opposing strength movement That's right. so you're always going between two opposing strength movements in UMS so then you basically as you go through back and forth between those two (coughs) opposing movements you're just adding the first stretching movement flexibility movement doing all the prescribed sets there in between each of those opposing strength movements until they're all done and you just work your way down through now it is very very important to understand what Rad just said if you are in UMS and you are just starting foundations you you absolutely just focus on that, and yeah. until you um, or unless you look at the program card and know exactly what it means. Yeah, if, if you've, you've been f- training d- for a long period of with time with a good strength coach before, we, it's a universal code. It's a universal um, template. In yeah. all honesty, though, I would still argue,
0: like you think think about how long have we been training for when we started doing the original UMS flexibility movements, which are, because yeah. it was a while ago that we did them, the diagonal stretch, the single yeah, leg good yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, that? that's not it. It's not no. like it's basic stuff. No, that, that's what gave us our first breakthrough in yeah. flexibility. So I would say everyone it, should, yeah. should be doing Just it. Just do foundations. When, when, you're, when you're new to the UMS and you're in foundations phase one, two, three everything that you need is within that program you do not need to look outside of that that program and then once you get out of that and you get into the technique optimizer even still with the technique optimizer stay exactly because there's new stretches in the technique optimizer it levels it up and then once you get into progressions you can start looking at adding the master classes and even still (laughs) you still wouldn't need to straight away because progressions itself is enough there to, to help you to iron out these creases. But if, you're, if you are one of these people that are beyond all those stages that we've just said, this is how you do it. Now, for some of you, you're gonna listen to this and think that makes no sense to me and you'll listen to it 10 times and it still makes no sense. Guess what? You're probably a tactile learner. You're probably somebody that doesn't actually absorb information from listening to it. Some people yep. do, I'm not. If somebody can explain something to me a hundred times and I won't get up until I do it, and then when I do it, it sinks in and I go, ah. And what you've got to do is get up and do what you think is right. Write it down, share it to the group, and say, this is what I did, and we'll just tell you if it was right or wrong. And just expect that if that's you, if you're somebody that struggles to absorb this information by hearing it, that's fine. Just get up, try something. It doesn't matter if you do it wrong get one week you might get it wrong and then you'll you'll post some videos you'll ask some questions and then you'll get it right for the second week that's totally okay yeah absolutely
1: All right, guys, we're going to bring this one in for a landing. I hope you learned something irrespective of whether you're in our UMS online coaching program or not. Uh, Remember, if you've got a skill that you would like to learn and you want to know how to fit it into your regular training split, get those questions in, in the UMS Movement Mastermind and we'll help you out join these live discussions. That's the best way to do it. Uh, Shout out to Lee for letting us know she was on the live stream. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about uh, chin-ups, how to fit additional chin-ups working if your goal is to unlock the chin up uh, we're going to go deep on the topic And it's a very, very important one because chin-ups are one of those movements that really expose weakness in the forearms and elbows. If you overdo it, and you get the volume and the intensity and the frequencies wrong. Uh, So make sure you tune in tomorrow. Or if you are listening to the replay of this uh, and you've just jumped in and grabbed one of our masterminds, our uh, masterclasses, sorry, the uh, flexibility chin-up, Um, gymnastics rings handstand or press to handstand masterclass then enjoy the program you've got a lot there to uh, unpack and uh, we hope to see you in the ums online coaching program soon health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility
0: goals you nail that skill that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that It's quite. the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity.
1: There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's
0: the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you
1: love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.